My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk about all things Star Wars. My name is James. My name is David. And it's been a while since I've said that. That's kind of why I I, I, I kind of just threw at David right before we started. I was like, can I introduce it again? And he was like, what? And then we started the show. So yeah, here we go. <laughs> here we go. So thank you, David, for letting me uh, do the introduction again. It's been a while. It's been a while. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, It's been six years, James. It has been six years. Um, do we want to thank our patrons first, or do we want to acknowledge the fact that it's been six years first? Which one do we want to do? right now let's think our patrons first let's think of the patrons first yeah you guys are you guys have been sticking with us for a while yeah go for it so on the purple tier we have chris simpson kevin Laninger, deb mccaffrey drew peters zach metzel on the red tier we have finra 526 maya morris on the black tier we have maka Tautala, nathan shank evan opaker liam mccallion and texas vader 76 thank you so much yes for all your awesome love and support and yeah, we have fun. The other day, David and I recorded just he and I having a conversation for our for our Patreon daily, and we, I think we think we got a lot accomplished. I think we we talked about a lot of good, fun stuff. And uh, if you ever want to just jump in on those, just be sure to subscribe to our Patreon, and you'll hear David and I just just talking about Star Wars, and it, it's it's fun because it's it, it's literally us having a conversation. It's literally us just hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. What do you think about this? And we just go. And then also there's commentaries on there, Clone Wars, Rebels, and uh, all that other cool stuff. But today is a very special day uh, because six years ago today, I met David. We were both at Force Friday 2. This was for The Last Jedi. And he was in line and we just started talking and he saw that I had a celebration, my celebration shirt on. And uh, he was like, where were you? Did you go to the 40th panel? I was like, yeah, did you? He goes, yeah. And I said, where were you? And he said, I was near the Grievous sign because they had banners. And I, I was like, I was right near the, the Grievous banner as well. And then he was like, really? I took a picture of the crowd and he showed me a picture. And uh, what's crazy, he showed me the picture and someone took a picture of David showing me the picture. And I think we have it here if you want to if you want to bring that up. And well, this, this is the one. Yeah, this is one from Target, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. yeah. This is when you showed me the picture of. of okay, the yeah, crowd. that's me yeah. showing you the picture. Yeah, you showing me the picture, <laughs> okay. and then and then here is what I said. Oh, look, I'm right there, and I pointed, and sure enough, my wife and I were were almost near David, and um, it, it's 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 crazy. There was I forget how many people were in there. I, I heard somewhere, I mean, well over a thousand, well over. It was a crazy number of people in that room, and it was weird that we were kind of close to each other. So, yeah, David and I met six years ago uh, today, and uh, we were both looking for toys, for Star Wars toys. We did not win the plush Porg uh, that they had there, which I was very upset about. The person behind me and the person in front of me won, and I was really upset that that... (laughs) That's the way it worked out. But, um, but yeah, so that's Probably crazy. Probably a landfill right now, James. But I know, right? <laughs> and, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Colin won the Porg when he went to his Force Friday 2. 
And didn't he give it away? He had to give it away because he just couldn't figure out how to move it because it was it's huge. It was huge, right? Well, no. So Colin, I think, was in ironically in Atlanta. He's in Atlanta right now at Dragon Con. If you <laughs> run into him, you can see him there right now. So he won it at the at that local Target in Georgia, mm-hmm. I believe. And then he took it on the plane with him, which I would have paid top dollar to see him navigate that yes. giant org on the plane. So it wasn't the first time he'd done something like that with Star Wars. Uh, I think he wore the Poe Dameron helmet on the on one of his flights of Ford Two going back home from where he nuts. was. That's nuts. But so he, yeah, he, I think he took it back to Michigan, and I think when he, I'm trying to get this story straight. Maybe maybe he didn't take it on the plane. Maybe I just imagined that he did. <laughs> maybe you but really I know he wanted. Ended up, yeah, he ended up selling it mm. for some reason and. He couldn't keep it for whatever reason, but yeah, somewhere out there, somebody has has that porg. But <laughs> God, man, I really wish I would have won that. And the Force Friday before, what was the giveaway? It was another huge plush. I can't recall what that giveaway was. I just remember being excited to be there on that first Force Friday for the Force Awakens. And I remember the guy, there was a few people in front of me, and they literally, when they got to go look at the toys first, they literally reached to the back of the boxes and they had their, their bag there and they went, they pushed all the toys into their bags. And I was like, really? You jerks? Like, did you really just take <laughs> all those toys? Um, but it was cool because I still, I bought a few things and then I bought the uh, Claudia Gray book, uh, Lost Stars. And no one was buying the books. And I was like, I need the books because this that was a big deal because y'all, it's weird to think at that time, it was Star Wars was trying to bridge the gap between rise uh, the return of the jedi and the force awakens and this was one of those books that was going to tie it together and rumor had it the de- the star destroyer on the cover of the book is the same star destroyer that's buried in the in the trailer and it was like oh how did that happen and so um i bought the book that was a really exciting time and then what was that 2015 that was that was fun that, that's almost 10 years ago we're going to be coming up eight, that was eight years ago you know what i mean like it's crazy how fast time is going right now and it's weird to think that the sequel trilogy has come and gone it happened <laughs> yeah we, so are we, we going to be celebrating the 10th anniversary of the force awakens in japan uh yeah oh my <laughs> goodness i didn't even think about that you're right yeah. it's gonna be the 10 year anniversary of the of the force awakens and the cast hopefully is all gonna be there That'd be really cool to see, you know. That would be Daisy cool, Ridley, yeah. John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver. Although I know Adam Driver's kind of like I never want to go to these things ever again, <laughs> ever again. Um, but that that would be really that'd be really cool to see everybody again at in, in Japan. So, yes, yes. But anyways, Ahsoka, Ahsoka episode three came out this past week. Um, directed by Steph Green. Well. What were your thoughts on it? I really liked it. It was fast. It was intense. We all know the length of the show was very, very short in comparison to what we all desire. But um, it made sense to me to make it short uh, just from a storytelling perspective and also a budget perspective because we saw a lot of money on the screen. Mm-hmm. So, And... Um... I, I too thought it was faster and more intense. Uh, and I, I told Colin and David, I said, next episode uh, is is going to be all the footage from the trailers that we've seen. That And that's it. 
because Balin, right? That's his name. Uh, Ray Stevenson's char- Ray Stevenson's character and Ahsoka are going to fight, and that's going to be in the next episode because she's on the planet there with Ray Stevenson's character, and I. That's it. Everything else after this next week, episode four, everything else is brand new footage we haven't seen. Minus Thrawn, minus you know Thrawn walking in looking awesome. We never know. We might get that. Piece yeah, we might of marketing in there, That'd and then everything cool. from then on will be brand new. And of course, we've been hearing the rumors. Rosario Dawson said episode five was her favorite. Episode five is directed by Dave Filoni, so I we're 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 expecting some crazy, crazy things to be happening for episode five. But yeah, let's uh, let's let's dive into episode three of uh, Ahsoka. All right, here we go. We got the the recap. The story came here from Corellia. What's your? I mean, I've heard people kind of complaining about Rosario Dawson already. They're already saying they don't they don't think she's actually a good Ahsoka right now. Yeah, I think it's yeah. primarily uh, for the Clone Wars Rebels fans that are used to a certain way that Ahsoka was. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, you got to consider that there's going to be a little bit of difference uh, converted into live action, and then it's a totally different actress as well. Yes, it's her interpretation of. And then on top of all that, she had some history that we haven't even witnessed yet as being Sabine's master. Mm-hmm. So you got to take that into account. So the beginning here, I think the first two episodes were red. Yes. And now they're red and blue. So what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I want to know, but I, I don't know the significance of what does it all mean? What does it mean? And then we got some cool uh, lightsaber training. He's over here looking like Count, uh, not Count Dooku. He's over here looking like uh, General Grievous here with four lightsabers. And I thought that was a really interesting way of of like he turns the lights on and you see where the where the lightsaber hit to figure out how well you did in uh-huh. the fight. And um, as you can tell, like there's certain parts she has to hit and she's hitting the other, she's hitting the wrong one. So Sabine is not quite where she. I mean, obviously, but yeah, the, by the end of this season, I think she's going to be pretty uh, pretty awesome. What did you think about this training sequence? Of course, the training sequence we're referring to is putting the uh, the shield over Sabine's eyes. and Ahsoka's. I really liked it. I liked the whole callback to A New Hope when yep. Obi-Wan put the blast shield on Luke's face. And he's like, but with the blast shield down, I can't even see. <laughs> and then this helmet, it, it's very Japanese kendo inspired. Yes, yes. You know, it's like she's holding gonna... a kendo wooden blade there. But yeah, I love this montage. It worked. Uh, the way they cut it, the pace, I, I really liked it. I like seeing the training. I think a lot of people like seeing future Jedi training. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, because we've, we've only seen hints. We've only seen hints of, 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 of Jedi training. Um, we've never seen a full-on episode like like full i mean i guess i should i shouldn't say it that way but it, it feels new and i and i like it i like that we're seeing this yeah. aspect of of training and um and i like what she tells her you know being you know anger and will only get you so far and i was like that's that's pretty yes cool. you because, become unbalanced yep and then she trips her and and yeah i was like that's yeah it's true because you know so Sabine was able to do it but in the process of doing it she felt it almost reminds me of batman begins whenever um Liam Neeson looks at, you know, you know, Christian Bell and says, you know, you, you sacrificed your killing blow, you know, for your footing for a killing blow. And then he hits the ice and he falls. 
And it's like, you got to pay attention. Yeah. And that phrase, let's go again, it harkens mm-hmm. back to Neo from the Matrix, Neo yeah. and Morpheus. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, then we got the Talon card, Star Wars Ahsoka. I will say part uh, three, time, time to fly. Time to yeah. fly, which is a good episode. I like that, the name of the episode. This stuff was more Amazing. fascinating to me. <laughs> the. <laughs> This was this was interesting to see the, this sequence, yeah. and I like that. We're, um, I think Hera is. I mean, Mary Winstead. Um, oh my God, what's her last name? Elizabeth is her middle Elizabeth, name. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I think she's killing it as Hera. I mean, when she's talking, her mannerisms. I'm like, that is Hera on screen, and yeah. I, I I I am really happy with how she's she's doing this. And um, yeah, notice the A wing colors are blue, so they're New Republic colors essentially. And then we get a shot of the tower, I believe, is that on home one? Yeah, the big uh ship from Return of the Jedi that Admiral Akbar helms. Then we get the interior shot, very white interior, very white, very uh, another white uh. Protocol droid there. Yeah. Chris Bartlett's then, probably in there, huh? Probably. And then it's interesting that Hera gets uh, briefed that uh, Ziono's in there. So there's a history, obviously. Somewhere. And of course, we have the next appearance of Chancellor. I forgot her name. <laughs> I just drew a blank. Uh, mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Yeah, Chancellor Mon Mothma. Isn't that great? I always love the fact yeah. she's in a deleted scene in, Re- in Revenge of the Sith. A scene that, you know, I had seen pictures of her and I was like, oh, she does look like the original actress who played Mon Mothma. And it was cool. And then they cut the scene and then you get to Rogue One and she gets to come back in Rogue One, and then she gets to come back in Andor, and now she gets... It's, it's like, that's amazing. I'm so glad that they they keep calling her back. Yeah, it's incredible that she's built her entire acting career, like her popular <laughs> acting career, off of playing Mon Mothma from a deleted yep. scene. From a deleted scene, yep. That's incredible. Oh. And she's a great actress. And she, yes! She was awesome in Andor. I'm oh, glad yeah. she returned, and she's really embraced it. And I'm she really was at Star Wars she... Celebration as well. Yeah, I'm I'm really shocked she didn't get a, a um an Emmy nomination for supporting actress for Andor. I thought she I thought she did a great job with that. But anyways, so yeah, we see part of the New Republic. Um, so I yeah, was like, Ziono right there. Yeah. He is related to the main character of the of the animated show Star Wars Resistance that was, I believe, around. <gasps> oh. Yeah, the, the, the character that Christopher Sean voiced in Star Wars mm-hmm. Resistance, which was tied very closely to the sequel trilogy. Yes. Wasn't quite as popular, but it had, it had its moments. Yeah. So this whole sequence, um, and, I, and I jokingly said to my wife, I said, this kind of reminds me of Harry Potter. She goes, how? I was like, <laughs> the fact that they're saying Voldemort is back, but then they're they're like, no, he's not. He's not back. You're crazy. And it's shocking to see this side of the New Republic is not smart. 
they are they they're just like the war is over it's fine just it's cool you're you're crazy and just want to go find your friend ezra which is great but in the end we have more important things to do so no thank you and it's it's uh it kind of made me frustrated but i liked this new look mm -hmm. and this approach to the new republic it's not something i think we were anticipating with how they would be acting after the war yeah and this is the exact same room you see in return of the jedi when luke walks in mm -hmm. and you see han Chewie, lando leia volunteering for the mission on endor in return of the jedi and you can see the bleachers back there where everyone yep. kind of sat as well and then the actual table that projected the the second death, death star. star yeah yeah and as the first time we saw him on mothma and star yeah. wars ever was wasn't that was in that scene yep and everyone was okay with that remember that nobody nobody questioned nobody had any concern or wondering <laughs> why you just throw a character like that into a movie yeah. But then when you get to the sequel trilogy, everybody's like, who's this person? How can you just throw somebody in there and not explain who they are? And I'm like, whoa. It's like Mon Mothma literally had one scene in Return yeah. of the Jedi. And everybody was like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, too many people have, have voices now. So <laughs> they want to say something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard the controversy about Hera's eyes. People are like, her eyes look what? a little too... Uh, too alien, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me right now. She is an alien. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it looks a little too scary, and I'm like, are you joking right now? Like that is what you're complaining about is her yeah. eyes. I think she looks great. Yeah. Um, there is a line in here I liked where she said, "Uh, what did you fight in the war?" To 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 him, and he says, "No," and she's like, "You just you just sat back and waited to see who came out on top, huh?" And I was like, yeah. "Whoa." That's Hera. There was some fighting words. Allow me a moment to speak with. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good line. And he he didn't even like he couldn't even respond to that after she said that to him. Yeah, typical politician. Mm -hmm. Typical arrogant government. Yep. And like well, I said, it reminded me of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's gotta be a moment where they're gonna be like, he's back. This was <laughs> not okay. So my wife and I are watching Rebels. She hasn't watched Rebels yet. This scene happens and she didn't question, Hello. she didn't say anything about, about who this kid was. I want to be a Jedi. Oh, and then her look she gives him, I was like, whoa, this is pretty emotional. <laughs> and if you don't know who the kid is, you're, you're going to be lost. You're going to be like, okay, who's this? Who's the kid? What's so important about him? And a lot, I could say a lot. Yeah, I have a theory. Want to hear my theory? I just can't explain me right now. What if he goes with Ahsoka to the other the other galaxy, and then he he starts becoming a Jedi? Like she's gonna have to let him go so he can he can continue his journey now somewhere else. I could see that, and maybe that's why she gave him that look. One because it reminds her of you know of Kanan, but also this this thought in her mind where he's gonna he's gonna be called for something even greater than she can imagine. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I love how the table comes out of the ground here. <laughs> I'll know I've made it big in life when I have a table that can do that in my living room. I'll be like, hell yes. <laughs> it's it's a very round table. Wink, wink. Oh. Yeah, so we get the whole conversation. And I think this is where we actually get the, con the re 
confirmation, I guess, if that's a word, uh, that Sabine is the least force sensitive out of all the force sensitives that Hu Yang actually has encountered. And mm-hmm. Ahsoka does realize that. And she's just trying to to help, really. And I mean she's 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 trying to be a Jedi essentially. Mm-hmm. And we see her her trials and and just you can see her thought process you just look at this frame i mean the the acting that natasha does mm-hmm. it's really great really great and you know, honestly this is a good frame like you know what i mean yeah. like this is a great frame you see ahsoka and you see sabine it's like oh this is this is great oh yeah and people are like midi chlorians are a thing in star wars and i was like they've always been a thing it's like i don't yeah. like i don't understand why people are like oh apparently they're bringing back many chlorines. I was like, they never left. If you think about it, so. yeah, they they referenced it as M count in the Mandalorian. I guess they made that made me that. laugh hysterically whenever they said his M count is off the charts. I was like, oh come on, just say it, just <laughs> just <laughs> say it. It's fine. Yeah. And her trying to move the cup later, I was like, that's a good touch. I like this a lot. Yeah, and most of these props you can actually buy them online. Just about <laughs> everything you see a, on screen. People are making a big deal. Like, are you kidding me? You're they're you're they're using this as a prop, and I'm like, did you watch the original movie? Like, the original movies <laughs> had some crazy. Of course, now time has passed, but yeah, that stuff back then was like they went to a dollar store and <laughs> probably found it, and they're like, just paint it here that's ready to go and. Yeah. Right, right. It's Star Wars tradition to, to yeah. get stuff off the shelf and the Foley department even, you know, and just use that <laughs> even down to the shoes that Ahsoka wears, the, the two-toed yeah. ninja shoes. Yeah, you, you can find those online pretty easily. Even the women's razor from uh, the, the Phantom Menace <laughs> was the comlink, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars tradition. Get with it, guys. Can I, can I say something weird about the production design? <laughs> sure. I know this is weird, but like, does it, it just, it looks good, but it doesn't look as Star Wars as like the Millennium Falcon. I know it's a different ship. Like when the, whenever yeah. the, you, you first saw the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, you, you were like, oh, that is a lived in ship. Every part works. Everything looks, but then you see this, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. I, mean, I, don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't I, Maybe that's me. Maybe my brain is weird, but it just feels a little off. Yeah, there's not a bunch of switches and buttons everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right, maybe it maybe I'm bare. stupid and not realizing that time has passed. Ships get better built, so you know that's another yeah. possibility. I'm just an idiot. It's a little <laughs> bit more streamlined. How come Hu Yang uh, blinks? Nobody ever, nobody ever like kind of wonders why his eyes Still flash on and off as if he's blinking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, to give him more more of a... emotion, yeah, to kind of make him feel like he's actual, mm. not a really a living, breathing, but I mean, more of um, a supporting character. And I think da- David Tennant does a terrific job. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. And how 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 lucky are Star Wars fans that David Tennant is a part of? It? You know what I mean? Like he's still yeah. doing it. You know, it's it's amazing. And he's a mixture of practical and visual effects. Am I correct? Or he's mostly. He looks mostly practical, but there's a few shots. I'm like, yeah, he's a little digital one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, they, they actually have the puppet on site. But, yeah, and I do love this conversation that 
who Yang has with Ahsoka, and mm. he reinforces that well, yeah, you do come from a long line of non-traditional Jedi, and that the non-traditional way of Sabine becoming a non-traditional Jedi, so to speak, mm-hmm. is is possible. And I think Ahsoka is really trying to convince Hu Yang that this is the right thing to do. And in, in so many words. And here you get the scene of did okay, so did you think Sabine was actually gonna move anything no. for us? I didn't think so either. And it was perfect. They th- there's no visual effects here, they'd have to pay extra money. It's just no, yeah. up sitting there from Amazon <laughs> and she's just like looking at it and, and, and moving her hand, and that's it. And but you get a lot from that. Yeah. I thought that was good. It just reminds me of that scene in Rebels whenever um, Ezra's trying to do it. And it starts to lift, and then you look, and Chopper's the one picking it up for him and laughing at him. Chopper's a <laughs> Chopper's a jerk. I like her reaction when it didn't work. When she was like, "Well, you win this," <laughs> like that face is so. I was like, "That is hilarious." Yeah. Oh, this made me laugh because he's like, "Uh, we're we're picking something up. Okay, go ahead and come out of a hyperspace now." And they do, and I'm like, mm. "You you waited like if you would have waited like two seconds." you would have crashed into it. You know what I mean? It's like they're all nonchalantly like, let's go ahead and come out of hyperspace. Of course, we got the word that Hera says that the New Republic is not going to help. They're on their own. Um, So, which, again, is interesting. Okay. These ships. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure them out. And they kind of look a little bit like Grievous' ship from... Uh, Revenge of the Sith, but yeah, Shinhati's does. I think she's in front, and the other mm-hmm. ships look like World War II planes from the dogfight mm-hmm. animatic that George Lucas created for <laughs> A, New, A New, Hope. New Hope. When you see the sequence where the Falcon mm-hmm. seems like it's stationary, and you get Solo and Luke on the turrets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, awesome sequence. Yeah, this sequence... when I saw this immediately, I was like, yeah, this is World War II straight up. <laughs> Yeah, but no, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's that's Grievous' ship from Revenge of the Sith. And I was like, yeah. this is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, you and, can see uh, Shin, I think, her blonde hair. Mm-hmm. There she is. And all the fanboys are in love with her. Uh, all the TikTok channels and everybody is like, oh my God, like, there's a clip of her and it cuts to Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 3 and he's like, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody commented like, wait, wait, she told you she was your girlfriend what yeah so anyways (laughs) and this was cool because they're both kind of fighting each other um sabine and ahsoka and then and then ahsoka kind of takes a moment and says okay (laughs) tell me what you need and it was like okay now they're gonna start to work together to, to, to solve the problem instead of ahsoka not in a weird way not really trusting sabine and to do her thing, you know, and I was, I really liked that moment of the close up of Ahsoka thinking about it and saying, okay, all right, let's do this. Let's work together. Yeah. And if you notice, she's wearing the headset that Anakin wore in Revenge of the Sith when he, when he was in his fighter at the beginning of the movie. Oh my gosh, that's right. Also, the other thing that I don't think a lot of people are kind of like really aware of, Uh-oh. but there's a small percentage of people that exist that when they look at you, you can see white underneath their iris when they look at you. And she's one of these people that do. Which gives off like a menacing look. 
Mm. So when she makes her eyes really wide, I mean, she looks very maniac. Like, look at my eyes. You can't see white underneath my <laughs> my lens there. Well, she also has like the dark, uh, dark around her eyes too, which further, you right. know, bring out her eyes as well. Right. There's makeup saw, in Star Wars. Yeah. I saw a TikTok or TikTok where <laughs> she lands on the planet, and then they're like, "Go to this planet." She's like, "Oh, fine." <laughs> she puts her hood back on and leaves. I was like, "She just got back. You're already sending her out again." <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. There's that. Yeah. So, tell me what you need. Move on my signal. Yep. Another call back to a new hope. On the turret. Yeah, this was an exciting sequence. I was really happy. I was getting a little mad at Huang back there for, for taking his time to, to scan everything. I was like, come on, dude. Just scan the stupid thing ready? and let's go. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. This is movie this is movie quality visual effects right here. Yeah. Like they what they learned from, from Mando. Is, is is coming into this and it's amazing. Yeah, and this line right here that Sabine gives, woo, I got one. I got I, I one. Thought, yep. I thought Ahsoka was gonna say, Don't get cocky, but oh, that would have been great. She says good work. But you Filoni was like, think anybody would notice? <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite thing was uh whenever Filoni uh and, and Favreau were talking in one of the um the galleries and he was like what about spinning? That's a good trick, huh? What do you think? <laughs> you know, episode one and Favreau's like, that's that's too much for me, man. I can't. I don't know that one. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but you could just see Filoni so happy that he had a good a good quote. Okay. First words from Maroc. So is Maroc who we think he is? Because that's the, that's the big theory right now is that Sam Witwer and that it's going to be revealed to be Star Killer or a variation of Star Killer. I've been seeing those theories a lot. I think a her. variation. Morocco. Yeah, she says Moroc. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us are saying Merrick, but I think I guess it's Moroc. Yeah. And I think we talked about this a few episodes now, but Moroc is actually an Arthurian legend where there was a knight. That who was um, a, a spell was casted on by a witch named Morgana Le Fay. So that's very close to Morgan. Morgan to, She's a uh, witch. Yeah. And Maroc actually turned into a wolf. So <laughs> Filoni, uh, let me guess. Filoni wrote this, right? And my, I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. Filoni studying mythology yes. and his love of wolves does this and if, he's already used Maroc as as a star wars name because he named embo's pet mm -hmm. hound Maroc as well so there's two Marocs in, in star wars that's amazing i love um oh you'll see it here coming up pretty soon uh i never guessed that Explosions. You love the smoke in outer space? Dude, I love the sounds in outer space. What are you talking yeah. about? A lot of people have issues with smoke in outer space, but I no think... One <laughs> <laughs> Lightsabers, 
um what else yeah. hyperspace hyperspeed like yeah uh, this is star wars is more fantasy than sci-fi uh there's no smoke in space so you but, can't uh, drop yeah, bombs in space uh, yeah yeah they're, they're in low atmosphere so it kind of counts i think that's what that's what the explanation was in I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just go with a george lucas quote which is it it looks great you know what i mean like it looks yeah. it looks cool so i'm gonna we're gonna do it you know yeah <laughs> so I like how she's like, I didn't ask you that. I asked you, was it destroyed? Like, which. Yeah. And um, we got a good Clone Wars callback coming up here very soon. Oh, wait, this this cracked me up right here. Is, is it here? And she says, um, we'll take care of it for you or something like that. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like where she's yeah. like. I got him. We'll take it from here. And like this is straight out of Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, my wife was like, "No way," and I was like, "Nah, this is <laughs> this is great." Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is Star Wars right here. Yeah. Look at that. That's awesome. That that is so cool. And, and she's, she's got gravity boots on. So. Yes. Okay, for everybody, she, she does have magnetic boots on, so it's fine. It's fine. Okay. So. <laughs> Look at that fate. Look at that concentration. Ooh. Yeah. I think they did a good casting job with her. And I love this right here. Rotary oh, wings around. Yeah. Yeah, whenever she did the flip and she slices the wing, I was like, that's cool. And that's also kind of a good nod to how Ray slices the wing in uh, The Rise of Skywalker when she does the flip and. Yeah, so wing. here's a point of contention right here. So Josh on the podcast, uh, on the post show, was saying that if you look at Ahsoka's shoulder, she has yeah. the Imperial cog. But to me, I think she's wearing a New Republic spacesuit. Mm. So look nice closely stretch. at it. That looks like an Imperial cog, right? Yeah, it does. It's like, why is she wearing that if this is blue? Yeah. And that's more New Republic colors, you know? I mean, who knows? Maybe she found it somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, she found one of her adventures. I remember when I saw the promotionals for this, because this was in one of the trailers, I thought she was undercover. Um, Uh, Like, there was a sequence of her undercover, which is why she's wearing it. Yeah, the the whole thing when, like, Luke and Han put on Stormtrooper suits, that type of thing. So that was where my, um, my my brain went. Uh, yeah, when I saw it in the promotionals, and I saw that, I was like, oh, "Okay, that makes sense." But yeah, so we'll just say that she went on a, an adventure somewhere and yeah. gathered it. This is intense. Oh my gosh, yeah, this is awesome. I just went. I just went. No way. That's all I said. To <laughs> I was like, "No way." And what's yeah. ironic is, yeah, they're living on this planet, and it feels like this is like the last, like, spot before you can shoot off to the other, the other galaxy. So. Yeah. It kind of makes sense that they're here chilling. Okay, so the um, the the screen on there where it's like the 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 rectangles, like as they're flying, you see like the the trajectory. Yeah, it looks like a tunnel. Yeah, looks that is some um, uh, alien Ridley Scott uh, stuff right there. Because if you remember when they're going toward the planet, that's what's the image you're seeing as they're flying oh, towards okay. the planet yeah. on Alien. Nice. Yeah, I love the Purgles, man. 
they've really grown on me. I didn't like them at first. And I was like space whales. I was weird. But then I remember the whales on Camino, mm-hmm. and I love those. I love the concept of that. And this is just like the next level up. Yeah. Yeah. When I first saw them in Rebels, I was like, "What?" And then the finale of Rebels, I was like, "That's cool." <laughs> so now I'm just like, "These are." And then, of course, when you saw them in Mando season season three, episode one, you know, we did the whole Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, oh, oh. Like, look, look, see. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought the ghost was going to show up and save the day. I was kind of uh, banking on the ghosts showing up, but, eh, you know. That, that is very general grievous ask. Mm-hmm. So, who do you think Morak is at this point? I mean, who? What are you leaning towards? Ezra, Starkiller, I mean, someone we don't know. Maybe the son of of the the Grand Inquisitor. I mean, what what do we got? I mean, how about what if this happens? What if he? What if he's nobody? Like, what if he's <laughs> just? That's impossible, I mean, James. Yes, I mean somebody. <laughs> But no, I meant I didn't mean like that, like like how Ray was. But I mean, literally, it, it's not important who who he is. We're just right, kind right. of fixated on, oh my goodness, he's this, he's this, and in the end, he's gonna die, and we're just gonna be like, oh, that sucks. And then we're just gonna, be, and then what's gonna be funny is if he turns out not to be anybody, everyone's gonna be really mad that he wasn't anybody, and it's gonna be like, yeah, you hyped it up, not yeah. this. He's just a cool looking character in Star Wars. You're the one who made him. Yeah. And uh, I like powering him off just like uh, like C-3PO. Yep. Sorry, so does that mean shutting me down too? <laughs> Are you all right? Haven't seen... Yeah, she's still thinking about Ezra. Ugh. It's so it's so good. I like this episode more than I did the, the first episode of... So it is a hyperspace, right? Yes, but I... So this thing is specifically built to to shoot out into the galaxy. My brain was thinking it's big enough for a star destroyer to park in there and then shoot off into the other side of the galaxy. But from what I guess I, that was my theory, but now we're just finding out it's just a giant ship that is possible scale. to fly all the way out there by itself. Yeah, I think it might serve a dual purpose like you state uh it, the ring itself is a ship and i think that's where morgan elizabeth is located at at the very top yeah she's at the very yeah and then she can just shoot out or you can park a star destroyer yeah in the middle of it and shoot out of the galaxy yeah because the first time i saw this i thought of the uh, uh attack of the clones whenever they uh whenever uh obi-wan used it to go in hyper you know hyper hyper hyperspace Man, I wanted more. I, when when I saw this sequence, I was like, "Oh no, they're gonna end it right freaking here, man!" Yeah. And the acting that Ray Stevenson's doing right now, so good. I mean, just with his face, he's he is a different. He's almost he's like giving a Liam Neeson esque performance with his demeanor. Yeah. With yeah. his voice, with his, you can see the thought process in his brain as he's as he's looking at things. Um, I, I, and it's a shame. It's a sh- he was gone way too soon, but mm. it, it's he he left behind an incredible. Pro- I mean, I'm I'm anxious to see where it goes from here. But yeah, he's given some good, 
good performance here. Yeah, he's he's totally the inverse of Qui Gon Jinn. And then it ended. I was like, "Ugh, come on!" Very fast, very intense. Very fast, very. So, how do you feel about the? Oh, people were like, "Hey, uh, can I copy you?" Like, yeah, just uh, don't put anything on there. People think that this is copying Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones intro, and I'm like, it's not. Well, I mean, I don't think it's copying, but I mean, it is similar in a way. But the interesting thing is, all these they're they're actual runes. Yeah, they're naming the planets that are out there, and yeah. it's already been deciphered. So it, it shows you uh, all the way getting to Peridia, where uh, Thrawn is located. But you see Pasana, mm-hmm. you see uh, the the you see Corellia, you see the Corellian Run. Um, I'm not sure if Tatooine's on there. I'm sure uh, Brooke would have found it by now if it was. <laughs> well, this isn't Arabesh. This is something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not Arabesh. It's not Mandoa. It's a totally new language. So, mm. but yeah, it, it's already been deciphered. Um, no huge revelations other than finding out that planets are closer to each other than we originally thought. Yeah. So. Based on Star Wars by George Lucas. Yeah. It, it's. Like I said, it uh, it feels like these first three episodes, maybe even the next episode, is just a huge introduction um, with what's kind of happening. It just feels like we are in a prequel era <laughs> of the of the story, and it almost reminds me of when George Lucas was writing uh, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, where he was like, "My story is really Revenge of the Sith because that is the meat of the story I need to tell. I'm wanting to tell." So I just need something to kind of fill in the gap to get us to Revenge of the Sith. And um, and that's where we're all headed, right? Yes, Peridia, I believe. All roads lead to Peridia. Peridia, which is pretty exciting. But yeah. yeah, it feels like these first three episodes are an introduction. And that when episode five, because there's eight episodes, correct? Um, so once five hits, five, six, seven, eight are just going to be, it's like the actual story that we're, we're going to be watching and um i don't know man what are your what are the chances of seeing grogu in this thing seeing mando and grogu i mean i think they're reasonable because yeah, it all ties reasonable. together in the favloni verse so there might be a mention i i know you're you're probably alluding to the bingo card so oh, yeah yeah if grogu gets called I mean, that's two right next to each other. We gave away the petting a loth cat. That was in the first episode. Then Order 66, a mention of it, or we see it. And then Inquisitor Ezra. I mean, that's a bingo right there. But I think finding Ezra, I, I, I can't see Ezra being the villain. I think that's just, I'm going to, ill will toward, you know what I mean? It's like we've all been kind of waiting for Ezra and then just to have him being revealed as a villain. I think it's going to be just a huge slap in the face for a lot of fans. It's going to be a huge disappointment, and I I, I don't think it's going to go over well if he's a villain. Um, do y'all think the droids are showing more emotions than the living beings in these shows so far? Uh, yeah, because we were talking about how, uh, what's his name? Well, they're blinking, and um, so that's really interesting. Uh, and then, of course, the live-action version of Chopper, his voice is a little more understanding, so you can actually kind of decipher what he's saying much easier than in the in the show uh rebels uh 
So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe it's I don't know. That's an interesting. That's an interesting question. What do you think, David? I I think it's an over analytical statement to make. I think because I mean, of, of, I think there's a lot of criticism on the acting, um, but it it's super hyper analytical for Star Wars fans. I think, and and people are just kind of just going a little bit too overboard on just analyzing everything. And it's like you gotta just like let it come to you. I mean, it's it's Filoni's story. I totally trust in him. We're only we're we're almost halfway through, but we haven't gotten parts of the story that we have no idea what's gonna take place. We might not even end up on Peridia. We might end up just in the world between worlds, going to different parts of the known Star Wars galaxy and films. So I mean, what one of <laughs> Sorry, one of our uh, listeners has just said the guy is Kanan. So that's I think, a possibility. Uh, Rock I mean, is Kanan. You know? There, there's a lot. There's a lot of ways. Like it, it really kind of puzzles me when people say, "Oh, it can't be this. It can't be that." There's always a way in storytelling where things can be stuff that you think is preposterous on the surface, but a great storyteller can make it work. A great screenwriter can make it work anything and we, and we all know that because from a certain point of view i'm just gonna say that right now <laughs> yeah and speaking that of that was... the return of the jedi version just came oh, out that's right yeah i haven't gotten it yet colin but... read it or listened to it on the way to atlanta already oh my gosh and there is a max rebo story of course he probably and... stopped reading it after that moment too anyway, and there's a terrific sarlacc story Ooh. Or the Sarlacc, you can hear the internal monologue of the Sarlacc, and it's hilarious the way Colin and Brooke described it to me. And it's like, mm. oh my god, it recolors everything from Return of the Jedi when you're in the Sarlacc pit. It's and it explains some like some of the controversy with Lando, with how Lando escaped, but it sucked down the Slave One in Book of Boba. It explains a lot. Yeah. That I, if y'all haven't, you probably have heard of it, but there are they they did it back whenever the 40th anniversary of A New Hope came out, a certain point of view of A New Hope, and then they did it for Empire, and now they're doing it for Return of the Jedi. And what it is, it's the story of those movies, but from a different point of view. It's from the point of view of this person instead of what we were what we saw in the movies. Uh, my favorite was in A New Hope, uh, when you, when Obi Wan dies he shows up to yoda for yoda to see and it's cool because yoda looks at him and says oh i can see you much better now then it hits him oh i okay you're gone you've you've become one with the force and um i, I don't know if it was empire or, or um or a new hope but maybe an empire but he does say i'm sending you an apprentice master yoda and Yoda is like, I would be honored to train her. It's been my dream for her to be my apprentice. And he says, no, it's actually the boy, Luke. And Yoda is like, no, I do not want to train Luke. He's not He's not the, the smart one. It's her. And it was a really interesting story. And it was, I was like, oh, this is, I don't know. It, it's really cool. It's a really, it's a really cool uh, way that they're able to tell more of the original trilogy from a certain point of view. And um, I highly recommend getting the first two and, of course, getting the new one that just came out uh, last And here's week. the cover of it right here. And you can see all the author names on the side. 
Some no- some names you might know and might Jason have heard Fry, of. Yeah. Yeah, Kristen Baver, who hosts Star Wars show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who we've met at Star Wars Celebration. Well, you talk about and we we met her in the lobby of the hotel. Like that was yeah. Phil Showstack, <laughs> who's very active on Twitter. Mm. And Adam Lance Garcia, who was right yep. next to Anthony Bresnikin when he interviewed me for the Vanity Fair article we did. <laughs> and yeah, it's, I, it's... I knew of him, but I didn't quite know what he did. But uh, yeah, he's a writer as well. And these are great. I think these are these are really good stories. Uh, one of them was uh, one of the stories was the point of view of the monster that picked up. Uh, that swallows R2 in uh, Empire Strikes Back. And the audio version, I read the book and I actually went back to listen to the audio version because I know they, they did some really fun things. Yeah. And you just hear it grab R2 and like do something. And then R2 beeps at him and he goes, oh, like he says, like, oh, sorry. And then he spits him out. <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> and then he, he swims away. And then the cartoon, he like waves goodbye to R2, like, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just yeah. a fun story, you know, of the monster was met, just playing a trick and was like, okay, I should let you go. I'm really sorry about that. And he shoots him out. And um Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Sam Whitworth, he did the narration for the Wampa story for the Empire Strikes Back, a certain point mm-hmm. of view. Oh so yeah. He was the Wampa. The Wampa had a family. And you don't know at first that Sam is the Wampa in The Empire Strikes Back, the famous Wampa that got his arm chopped off by Luke mm-hmm. and took Luke as prisoner in his cave for food later. But, yeah, I mean, in detail, goes through that whole encounter from the Wampa's point of view, and it's fantastic. And Sam, Sam Whitworth does the whole, like, voice change and everything, and it's, it's terrific. Oh no! Someone said I'm breaking up on their Facebook feed. I hope I'm not breaking up. Yeah, I hear you fine. Okay, I'm sorry, whoever that is. I apologize. Um, hopefully, everyone else hears me. But um, so I agree with I this. Think... The Facebook user says I think he knew Ahsoka in the fight and was sort of holding back. I think that too. No one's really talking about that. Oh, you can kind of tell. I mean, it just feels that way. It feels like Maroc is a very skilled fighter. You got to be skilled with that double-bladed spinning saber as mm-hmm. an inquisitor and it felt like he held back. It felt like he could do more, but he kind of ran away. The way that Ahsoka like avoids the blade coming coming towards him was like the gangsta. coolest thing <laughs> I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that just... was awesome. I was like <laughs> dope. Dope. Um yeah, someone said I love the certain point of view books. Yeah, I'm I'm currently mm-hmm. reading I'm, I'm reading a few books right now and I have, I'm going to get into that on a certain point of view um, because he only used one blade at first. Yeah, true. I mean, he could have, he could have gone full force with the the other blade. I think we're going to find out in the next episode who he is. Yeah. Um, and it's because I think we're, yeah, that's right. We're still, there's still a fight in the woods that needs to take place between him and right. Ahsoka. I believe that's in, that's in the trailers as well. So, um, so we're gonna get to that fight and the other fight there on that that little that rock formation and inside he says of the, Anakin, the holographic map. Yeah, yeah. he says yeah. Anakin with he's Batman. He is Batman. Um, that'd be that'd be the greatest the greatest crossover of all of all time. So here's my theory, James. I think Uh-oh. I said it on the last podcast, but you weren't there. Okay. So so Maroc is Ezra, mm-hmm. but he's good guy Ezra. 
he's doing the whole thing where he has to go back in time to make certain events happen so that the good guys win. Mm. He witnesses the future, goes back in the past. <laughs> it's a whole Marty McFly back to the future oh, fiasco. Man. Do y'all think we will get a split helmet scene like Kenobi, the Kenobi show? Um, There's been a lot like of split with, helmet stuff with Vader, Rebels, oh. and then Kenobi. Yeah, well, I mean the whole the whole thing with Rebels was Ahsoka split the right side of his face, and then Kenobi he splits the left side of his face, and then so and then, and then Return of the Jedi, the son takes off the full the full helmet. Um, seeing Vader is going to be interesting if we see. Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader because we already know we're going to see Anakin but seeing him as Darth Vader is going to be something pretty crazy um, I actually haven't even thought about that if I'm going to be honest uh, with you of seeing Vader in here what do you think I means possibility but have you been thinking about that too I think I think when Hayden Christensen got announced everyone assumed we we're going to get Vader and then we got that new piece of dialogue from Hayden we're all assuming flashback so I think that's what everyone's hoping for. And I think we're going to get both. What if we get Force Ghost Anakin? Yeah, that's of. that's what we talked about on some of the pre-show with Craig and, and Retro Ray. That, that would it would be, be awesome nuts. to get a conversation between Luke, Force Ghost Anakin, and Ahsoka. And Ahsoka comes to them for counsel. That's the stuff of dreams. Yeah, that that's is... what we said too. Because <laughs> I, I, I'll never forget whenever I was watching Book of Boba Fett with my wife. And whenever Ahsoka's there with Luke and they're talking, I just looked at my wife and I was like, I never thought I would see this moment in my life. Ahsoka yeah. Tano talking to Luke Skywalker. And then she's like so much like your father. I was like, holy crap. This is stuff. this is huge. Yeah. What? Yeah. Does he say and, holy um, stuff? Yeah, holy. Yeah. Uh, maybe Sabine splits in and sees Ezra. That'd be great. That would be nuts if it is Ezra. Um. But then that kind of begs the whole question, how did he get back? How does he fall into line with these with these people? And how, how did Thrawn not get back type of thing? It, it's just, it, there, uh, there's a lot of questions. I mean, yeah, they'll answer it. But I don't know. For me, it seems more complicated that it would be Ezra than if it's somebody else, in my opinion. I mean, what do you think, Dave? I think, you know what I mean? Like, there's a few things that you'd have to be like, Oh, so this happened and this happened, and then he was here, and then that's how he got picked up, and then now he's here, and it's I don't know. I I, I think it's somebody we know, but I don't think it's Ezra. But then also the other theory I have is it's nobody. It's just a dude. It's just it's Batman. You know what I mean? It's just somebody who we don't know yet. It yeah, doesn't it's, matter. It's the thirteenth brother. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. And then I've heard other theories. Um, it could be. Um, could be a woman, so that's a, that's another thing. Uh, we don't know. They're just the voice changer on them. Uh, maybe Ezra sees stuff in the world between worlds and sees this is a way to win the war. Yeah, that's what David was kind of saying. Was yeah. it's a Marty McFly thing where he has to go back in time and and he's a double agent essentially. Yeah, he has to act like he's evil, but he has to make certain events happen. That's crazy. and then one of those certain events he has to make happen might be Killing to ensure so that one of the good guys does perish. And that kind of goes back to when he wanted to pull Kanan through the world between worlds. But Ahsoka told him, no, you no. can't do that because that's going to kill everyone else. 
So Oof. that moment was meant to happen. And now he knows another moment is supposed to happen. And he has to ensure that it happens. Can you See, imagine? We should work for Lucasfilm. We should be working for <laughs> Lucasfilm. What, what is happening? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? She goes into the role between worlds. And as we saw in Rebels, you hear voices. You hear you hear uh, Jen Erso. You hear Ray. You hear Obi-Wan. You hear Yoda from you know episode five, episode seven, Rogue One, episode eight. Um what what if we get that what if we go into the role between worlds and we start hearing all that dialogue and what if she looks into one of these things and we see a moment from empire strikes back a new hope we see anakin when he's a boy in episode one and she's you know what i mean and she's able to look and see all of that stuff i would do that how would they do it like like the technology to do something like that is crazy uh, it exists, but people criticize uh, Flash for for doing something like that because uh, apparently, Fla- I mean, Flash didn't look that great doing it. But they had an excuse. Flash had an excuse with how the world they were doing it when. But um, it, it, it's just kind of wondering if they're going to give us that. Will Jason be in the skeleton crew or training with Luke in some show? I was thinking. That's a good he's, thought. I, my thought is J- Jason's going to go off into. Um, Jason might be a little bit older than those kids in Skeleton Crew. Yeah. And when we saw the trailer in London, I don't think we noticed a kid with green hair. Like Jason. But might be a surprise. I mean, that's that's possible. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird um seeing Jason was great. And if you like I said it before, if you haven't seen Rebels and you see this kid, you have no idea who who he is. You have no idea why he's important. Um, but I have a feeling uh, Jason's Jason's gonna what? What if he ends up as as one of the the killed kids uh, during that flashback sequence in The Force Awakens when Luke drops to his knees and sees his oh Jedi? T- <laughs> what if he's included in that? He's that one of the students. Be, he's one of the students. That'd be heartbreaking. That'd be a little sad. But yeah. I, I, have I a do feeling... like your thought of him going off with Ahsoka yeah. to the next galaxy. That'd be cool. And then he then grows up and then he's kind of the hero of of this new trilogy of this new era in Star Wars in the other galaxy. When, when it's going to say a long time ago in a galaxy further away, I think that'd be uh, Can you imagine if they put that? It would be a long time ago in galaxies far, 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 away. far away. Oh, my gosh. So the, the long time ago would change. Good change. Mm. Yeah. But still, I mean, it would still work with the singular a galaxy, yeah, a galaxy far, far, far away, far. and it, it's iconic. You can't change it. Yeah. It's you. You see that it's like yes, yes. Um, which I'm actually shocked we didn't get that before Ahsoka started a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It would have been a pretty cool Filoni. I know. I mean, like Filoni felt like he would have done something like that. Yeah, I think that is safe to have it reserved for the films and the theaters. But we also want the crawls, which they said they're already bringing back. So that's good. They've Somebody done the time be... change. They're bringing back the crawls. Mm-hmm. It they're they're listening to us, James. They're they're, they're listening. Yes. On. I'm glad. Thank you, Lucasfilm, for watching our, our podcast. But here's what's what's funny was I, I was on TikTok earlier today and somebody did the AI version of the um of the Clone Wars introduction for the Ahsoka. They they read the Ahsoka crawl if you may in the clone wars mm-hmm. ahsoka tano now travels to blah 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 after blah, this this and that i was like that is pretty cool you know it just takes you right back to clone wars and uh, 
I know Colin does a better impression than I do. But uh, multiverse, universe, that then thing being played out, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Stranger Things. Yeah, I mean, everybody's doing it. Uh, I will say Star Wars was one of the first one. I'm not going to say the first one to do it, but they did it back in like 20, 2018 when Rebels, when Rebels, the uh, final episode of final season of Rebels was on. So, yeah, I think. And Filoni's already said we're not going to treat the world between worlds like a time machine. So yeah. it's we're not going to get the whole time machine aspect. But yeah, but uh, it, yeah, it's it's it is interesting how everybody's kind of doing that and using it as an excuse to 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 see things that we've all wanted to see. You know, like Marvel did it, and then DC, of course, is it with the Flash. We see Christopher Reeves, Nicolas Cage, and all that. And um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's a fun thing, and I think it's a good excuse to. <laughs> to bring stuff back and see it again but um but the way they did it in uh rebels was really good the time travel and that that aspect of looking to different timelines i thought was done really really well um then marty is stuck yeah good old good old back to the future (laughs) so episode four what do you think is going to take place what's your prediction what do you think we're seeing so in episode four, um, she's got a fight. What's his name? Uh, Ray Stevenson's character. What? Ba- Balin? That's Balin's Balin. goal. Yeah. Balin. Yeah. But she's got to fight Balin. Uh, Sabine may fight. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I know that she's got to fight Balin. And I think Balin's going to kind of reveal his angle yeah. to this because it was very apparent in the second or for, it was the first episode that his his goal is actually different from from right. morgan and i think so, the popular assumption is that he wants to access the world between worlds yeah. and change the past therefore yeah. changing the future i think that's his angle so um so i think we're gonna get that reveal um and then i think we're gonna we're gonna walk into the world between worlds and i think that's where the episode is gonna end mm. and that for me is a hell of a hook to get everybody excited for the next week's episode and um but yeah i think we're gonna get a fight i think we're gonna get more of Hera realizing the new republic is not as smart as we all hoped they would be and Hera's is gonna try to find a way to get out of there and um and so yeah i i think the continuation of what we just saw of course obviously but I think it's going to introduce a lot of good uh, theories and it's just got to get us ready for the next half of this, of the season. What about you? Which is, yeah. Episode five is going to start it off after Pete Ramsey's episode. Yeah. Um, basically what you said is it's, we're, we're going to see more of Balin and Shin, I think, and find out exactly what Balin's actual motives are for being this quote unquote mercenary dark jedi for hire so i i'm really interested to see that aspect of the storytelling and whatever else we get is is gonna be icing to me because like i said i trust in filoni he has a plan he's doing what he needs to do to tell his grand story and all the uh aspects and the concepts of what is going on i, I really like it with Traveling to a different galaxy, the potential for that is huge. Uh, the Purgles being brought back in. The big questions are, um, 
I guess minor questions. The the big minor questions is when are we going to see Zeb? Zeb has got to make an appearance somehow. Yeah, he maybe comes to. in at the very end or something along those lines. I, yeah, but, I think. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm eagerly anticipating all that and seeing the Ghost Crew reunite and hopefully they all reunite on the Ghost because I think uh, people had issues with the whole reunion aspect of the sequel trilogy and uh, I think. Filoni wants to accomplish that. Yeah, I think we're gonna get the um Yeah, that's one thing I was like, I wanna see the ghost in action and we haven't seen it yet. So I'm I have a feeling that he's hiding he's hiding the ghost for a really, really cool reveal. Yeah. Uh his Padawan being his daughter and he wants to go to the world between worlds to get his dead wife. That's a good theory. Um, but like I said, I think we're gonna find out in this next episode what what is going on with him. And um and yeah, Zeb, seeing Zeb, seeing all of them uh, on on a mission, flying the ghost, all of them working together in the ghost, like that is that is going to be amazing to watch. So, I really hope we get that. And um, yeah, that's, like I said, I just really hope we get that. Yeah, I do like that thought. The uh, Facebook user says, uh, "What about Shin Hati being Balin Skull's daughter?" Um, it would be very Star Wars, very familial that Star Wars is about families. But it feels like to me she's more of a like a found, like an orphan type character that he sensed the force in her and was like, okay, well, this can be my apprentice. Mm-hmm. So feels more like that to me. Yeah. Both white says, hair. <laughs> yeah, both with white hair. Like Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. yeah both they're... Targaryens. <laughs> yeah, they're both Targaryens. You better watch out. <laughs> But sure... I mean, they the Targaryens have the dragons. These dark Jedi, they actually might be shapeshifters. They actually might be the two wolves on the murals. If That's you want to crazy. Go, that if you want to go back to that picture that Colin and I took in London, so uh, the white wolf could be Balin Skull, and uh, the black wolf could be Shin Hati. <laughs> And they could shapeshift into, and these might be the wolves that were there the whole time. That's another kind of oh my gosh. theory that's being passed around. Yeah, and they were leading him to the freaking world between worlds, like they were. Yeah. Uh, my head just exploded right now, everybody. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But that's that's said, that's yeah. even fan. Yeah, yeah. That's even <laughs> that's even more fantastical. That's way too fantastical for star wars um but well i mean you do have the changelings the changelers like yeah. uh zam wessel same I mean, way there, there's oh. precedence for it and um Maroc, the legend the arthurian legend he was once a knight trained transformed into a wolf and then we got a skull sister. skull and hati are, are two um scandinavian or norse Mythology, uh, mythologized wolves that one was chasing the the sun, the other was chasing the moon to devour it to begin Ragnarok. Mm. So there's Jeez. that too. So uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> my head is exploding, everybody. But I- I'm just glad my wife wants to watch Rebels because that is keeping me entertained throughout the week. So uh, yeah, it sucks we're not getting that episode until next Tuesday, but I'm okay. I'm just just. Yeah, it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great, and I have a feeling after this next episode, episode four, everyone is gonna be on board for what's about to happen, and it's gonna be pretty awesome. So Peter Ramsey's directing. He he directed yes. the first Spider Verse. Was one of the 
group or team of directors that directed that film. So yeah, it's is, is this the way Palpatine came back to somehow? <laughs> I mean, that's if if any if any show can do it, it's it's the Ahsoka show, and, and just like with Clone Wars and with Rebels, a lot of questions were answered that we were that we've been confused about for years, and so. This could be one of those things where we're going to be like, oh, now it all makes more sense. And I, I think that's why Clone Wars uh, boosted the prequels a lot, because the, 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 the Clone Wars filled in a lot of those gaps mm. for us. So we'll see. I mean, that, see, that's I, a... I think it is Filoni's task to deal with that narrative debt of how Palpatine somehow returned i think he has the talent to explain that and explain it in a very very understandable digestible way yeah i think he can do that and i think (laughs) i think that's his challenge that he's given himself and i think he can do it and i think we're gonna get that whole tie up because I, i i think we're slowly getting a lot of loose ends uh tied up either subconsciously or in our face. And I, I think Filoni, Filoni's going to do it. I, I think that's going to happen. And I think that's the beauty of Star Wars because you have all these people with all this discourse and arguments and objections to, that doesn't work. It, it, that wasn't the way it was in, in the animation. But there's explanations for all of it. I mean, yes. there's, there's a whole story group. There's There's writers. I mean... There's answers for everything. One of the big things is how is how is the New Republic this arrogant? Because that's how governments are. I mean, yeah, look at us. <laughs> yeah, look, it's 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 the study of humankind. And... Look how stupid we were after World War II. We got into the yeah. we got into the we got into the Clone Wars. I was calling the Clone Wars. We got into the Cold War with Russia, and they were our allies in World War II. And then we ended up pissing them off. And then we had a, and we're still yeah. we're still dealing with that stuff. So it makes sense. And it's just crazy how. Filoni was able to weave that into the galactic, you know, civil war. Yeah. And after the victory, the victors are, are stupid about it. And it's like, man, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. There's decades in between return of the Jedi and the force awakens. Yeah. So a lot can happen. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happened and we're just going to get the, the fill in with the, the Favoloni verse TV shows and possibly his film. So yeah, that's where the star destroyers might've appeared. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's it for this episode of this breakdown of part three, Time to Fly. There's a lot of flying. A lot of flying. Yeah. Faster and more intense. I liked it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, of course. Uh, Also, we're on Instagram, Colin and crew, uh, the commentary crew, that's uh, Capstar, Christian, Hunter, Josh, are all at DragonCon right now. There's seven of us at Dragon Con, right? So if you see them, they yes. might have some swag to give out to you. They're walking around with brand new Star Wars stuff shirts, so uh, definitely hit them up. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Stuff Pod, we're on Threads at Star Wars Stuff Podcast, Patreon, of course. Just look at us up, Star Wars Stuff Podcast two one eight seven. Thank you to all the patrons out there that support the Thank podcast. So Do a terrific job. Also on TikTok, you can email us at Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group that's private. 
Star Wars stuff page uh, that's on Facebook as well. And uh, write a review for us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. Give us yes, five please. stars on Spotify as well. Helps out the podcast tremendously. Puts a lot more eyeballs on it. And uh, we enjoy talking to you guys about Star Wars. And uh, a lot of interesting things that uh, are going to transpire in the future for us, I think. So, yeah, stay in touch. And this Facebook user says uh, it comes out here in Japan on Wednesdays, 10 a.m. Jealous of American viewers. So we were jealous of you guys when you got the Mandalorian and every other thing because (laughs) you got it during daylight. So there's daylight outside my window. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. So for James, my name is David. And may the force be with you. Always. Pew, pew, pew.